It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Gentlemen, let's go ahead and get into it. Tough game yesterday for Auburn. Uh, Me and B. Will was on the post-game, sharing our thoughts, allowing people to vent. It was tough. But here we are, a day later, discussing the game. General, just open thoughts before we get into the different facets of the game. But we'll start off with we'll start off with defense first. But let's talk about just kind of how we fill in the day after. Ike, I'll start with you. You was actually there in person to cover the game. Not the best road trip you've taken this year, but your thoughts, sir. I think that Auburn. And I said this last week, I'll say it again. Auburn's just not a very good football team right now, man. Just not a very good football team. I watch a lot of other content channels for various teams. Um, And one of the things that I heard a guy say that is uh, 100% true when he was breaking down some stuff is he says that good teams are able to stack good plays on good plays, right? Like you do something good and then you get another good thing and it's momentum, right? Like, so you continue to stack a good play on good play. Bad teams do the opposite. They stack bad on bad. So we talk about this before, like we'll have a play where it was almost something good where we'll like break a run and then it'll be a penalty that'll bring it back or a drop on a thing that would have been a conversion or Uh, something like that bad happens and then something even worse happens after that. And it was like, well, if we had had the good thing that had happened before that, this bad play never would have even been there. So like we get down here and we have all of these pre-snap penalties, right? And so it puts us in first and long, right? You're not even in, you know, third and long, you're in first and long. So now you have even further to try to make it third and short, or you get to third and short and you have a pre-snap penalty, or you 
break through the line of scrimmage and you fumble, right? Like there's just, it's, it's, we stack bad on bad and it is a cumulative, terrible outcome. And it's even worse when you play really good teams, right? So you can't do that stuff against bad teams in hopes to win because you'll make it a lot closer than you need to. You definitely can't do it versus good teams because they're going to take advantage of it. Um, so it was disappointing to see us stack bad on bad consistently throughout this game. Um, and that was a tough watch. B, any any additional thoughts, man, uh, on this afternoon, the, the day after? No. Are you at peace? <laughs> I mean, I know I used to say that. that it, we're, I'm at peace with where we're at. That was, I think, I was trying to get rid of Gus mentally with my energy a couple of years before he was gone. So I was definitely at peace with us being a subpar team. Then Harson's first year, I knew it wasn't going to be great. So had some high hopes. I was at peace with with the effort that we put forth in year one. Now, this isn't peace. This isn't peace. If you expected improvement, which is really all I wanted to see this year. I want to see us look better at several positions all offseason. We just thought about what it would take for us to be a better team in the win column. And really, we marginal improvement here, 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 and here. And we've really rolled backwards in just about every category except maybe some defensive statistics. I think our overall secondary is better. Uh, We don't have, I don't think that there is a Roger McCreary in the secondary, but our overall secondary, I think, is stronger. Um, Our defensive line is just as good, maybe around the same, and we're probably worse at linebacker. But our overall defense is is still, man, like we're, we're solid, but we didn't improve, not with the runs that we give up. Not with how we play the run game. We didn't improve. We didn't improve anywhere in on offense except for maybe the talent in the wide receiver room. But all that has to go through the quarterback. And offensive line play is bad enough. Quarterback is inexperienced enough, mistake-prone enough. No matter who's been in the game for us at quarterback, that we're not better. And that's why I'm not at peace. I would be at peace if I was seeing improvement and we were coming up with L's, but I saw improvement at, from week to week and year over year. But I don't see it, man. I don't see it. So I'm not at peace. I'm just disappointed. I would echo that too. I'm 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 disappointed because this is game six. We're halfway uh, through the season. Yeah. And there has to begin there has you have to begin to see some progress towards the trajectory of improvement to say, hey, we're getting better as a team. And it still looks like we're trying to find our way while losing guys in the process. Uh right, this has right. been a very injury riddled season. Uh at quarterback, we saw a lot of it at line was very alarmed when I saw it starting to happen, happen towards our defensive line or our edge rushers. That began to give me some concern. I don't know how we continue. I don't know how much um, tape and and plugging in and, and, and fixing stuff along this journey we can continue to do to actually show real improvement against teams like Georgia moving forward. So, yes, I, I'm very disappointed and concerned as well. Let's go ahead and take a look at, let's talk about the defense. Uh, that was pretty much the bright spot on the day. Uh, let's let's talk about how they performed. 70 total tackles, one sack uh, that ended up leading towards a turnover. Uh, they had three tackles for loss. Overall on the day, the defense gave up 500 yards. That consisted of 208 yards. Uh, through the air, but 292 yards on the ground, which was very disappointing, um, caused two fumbles, was able to recover one. Uh, 
the defense, we'll talk about this a little bit later, as good as the defense was, they were on the field for a total of 35 minutes and 29 seconds. Uh, kind of tough on the road to continue to to play at a high level and and restrict the opposing team's offense when you're on the field that much. Your thoughts, Ike, about the defense. Let's talk about what you liked about the defense in this game on yesterday. Uh, I liked everything we did in the first half. First half defense was good. Um, you know, they got put in an unfortunate scenario with that fourth down call. Um, but outside of that, I feel like our defense played well. And they did everything they could to keep us in this game and give us opportunities to try to flip the field early because that was the big thing. The offense um, wasn't moving the ball particularly well, and we needed a change of field position. And the defense was doing its job, man. Um, We could have played better for sure, but the defense was doing its job. Second half defense, oh, man. That I as soon as Stetson Bennett hit that long run, I was like, "Oh, that just broke them." They were I it, the defense just did not. I think it killed their spirits after that because the defense just did not look the same. They looked frustrated play to play after that. Um, we started cycling in a lot of different guys after that. Um, you know, you saw Derek Hall come out of the game. Um, it's just it it just it it unraveled really quickly in the second half. Like it went from okay, we got a chance, but the offense really isn't doing anything to uh yeah, this is this is bad. Yeah. This is yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Even in the third quarter, I mean they they still gave up they gave up just one score. Georgia methodically went down the field, but I, I would say for three quarters, they played as about as well as you can ask them to considering under the circumstances. I think the bottom fell out in the fourth quarter yeah, um, for sure. Uh, B, what were some of the things that you saw that you actually, that you actually liked about the Auburn defense uh, players that stood out? I, I was impressed. I was impressed with our secondary at times in this game mm-hmm. um, for mm-hmm. sure. But what, what, what were some things you liked? Um, our secondary for sure. Our secondary is really good. I'm 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 fighting on whether to, to to call them great because I mean we don't the the thing that would make them great is if they turn the ball over consistently and and we're not quite there yet. But DJ James, it's like he just jumps in somebody's pocket at the snap. Man, he is just on them, and he you're gonna have to really beat him with a miraculous throw. And most times quarterbacks can't do it, and we weren't caught lacking like we were last year against Georgia where we gave up a lot of big busts. Our secondary was in there. Now, again, late in the game, that run started. They started leaning on us with the run. You get what happens when you have to account for the run too much is, you know, a couple of busts, and, and then that happens, and they get over your head a little bit. But we kept them in check. Um, I, the secondary is so good, though. Like Donovan Kaufman back there between coverage and run support, he's a good tackler. He's in the right place at the right time. Such a huge pickup, and I'm I'm glad that we're playing really well on the back end. I I wonder how, how if there is a a answer at linebacker other than you have to let Riley and Steiner just grow up. I think you have to you have to let them grow up. Papo, I don't know if he should be should he have his hand on the ground. You know, I, should he be just like a, a what was his name? Cam was a Cam Chancellor that played in Seattle Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. like a really big outside linebacker that moved to safety because he had the speed to do it. 
Because if you're that guy, you got the speed to get down to the box that quick, then you're great. But also, if you're not a great tackler, then you can't play safety. And I, I don't, I don't know what you do with Papo out at this point, man. I, it's really hard to say, hey, here's a guy who's who's been on your team for four years and put him on the bench. He's a captain, and <laughs> he's been all about Auburn and never once thought about leaving. Put him on the bench. But if we're being honest and objective with what we're seeing from these players on the defense. It it looks like Papo's a liability out there. And I don't want that to be the case. I don't I don't want that to be now at this point in the season. I don't know how much more you you have to lose by not taking him off the field. I mean, I'm I'm not a coach, so I'm not telling you what the coaches should be thinking, but does he play through it and just try to maximize his potential as he leaves Auburn and, and goes to the next level? And try to really just make every week a learning experience for him. You know, I, I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there. But linebacker is the one place. And now we're getting thin on, on the defensive line. Echo's out. So now, how serious was the Derek Hall injury uh, post game? Ike Ike told us he was in there in the the post game. He's in Derek Hall said, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm good." Are you good? I mean, does it? Are Are you going to be able to get back out there and play like Derek Hall plays for the next game? We're going to be right back on the road against a team that likes to run the ball. You're going to be chasing down some ball carriers wide. You're going to have to secure that edge. And, you know, you lean out, especially if it's an upper body injury. You do some leaning, some stretching, and you're not 100%. Man, you can hurt something. And now I'm getting worried about depth on that defensive line. I saw um, Mbai out there, which was good. Uh, I know he needed to be out there because we had some people come off the line. But I'm, I'm encouraged by the defense. We, we were, we're really just like tweaking and fine-tuning what could be better about the defense. But the defense is not the issue. They gave us every opportunity to to win that game. If you're telling me that a defense gives up what they had given up through two and a half quarters, really for the number of drives that they were out there, because that's really how we should be evaluating these games. If the other team's going to get 12 drives a game, then you're not going to win. It don't matter what your defense does. But you can limit that. You know what I'm saying? When, I don't know if 12 is the exact average number, but Y'all get what I'm saying. You give them too many possessions, too many tries, too many cracks at it, and eventually you're going to bust. And that's what happened to the defense. I hate for them to be in that position. I hate for them to be in that position. Physically, that is when injuries start happening. That's when those start piling up because they've been out there too long and they're hurting and they're tired. But um, I don't have any big complaints about the defense, man. They're getting the job done. Uh, is there any concern? that there, there were times where we did give up some some chunk plays on the ground uh, I'm not going to really talk about Stetson Bennett's run. That was in the fourth quarter. Again, the bottom fell out. But there were times throughout the first three quarters that LSU, or not LSU, but Georgia was able to get some chunk plays, some big runs on the ground. Is that a concern next week uh, going on the road against Ole Miss, who likes to use tempo? Um, yes. <laughs> Point blank period, yes. <laughs> it's an absolute concern. Um, if you're thin and you're not going to be allowed to rotate versus tempo, that means you've got to get them off the field th- three and out, but that's only a win for a few quarters because yeah. eventually you're you're not going to continue to be able to force three and outs without the other team screwing up. Right. Yeah. Um, so if 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 our strategy is hopefully they screw up so we can get some points, that is not how you win football games. You've got to force turnovers which we haven't done particularly well. We right. you know, we did force a turnover in this game or your offense has to be able to maintain possessions to give your defense a rest. Like that's it. Like there's no, I mean, three and outs are absolutely wonderful if the other team is just not good, 
when the other team is good, you're not going to just keep forcing three and outs. You're just right. not. Mm-hmm. So you have to either force a turnover or your offense has to produce something so your defense gets a rest. The people that I thought played an amazing game on defense, um, Donovan Kaufman. Yes. Balling. Balling. He played well. DJ James played well. Um, again, yes. I, I was pleased with with how he played. Uh, up front, man, I'm so glad our boy came back. I am so glad that we have Colby Wooden on this team, on this defense, because yeah, he man. was bought. He played an amazing. I was pleased with him in this game. Though those are some people who stood out on defense to where I'm. I'm real. I'm. I'm happy for that our defense just hasn't bottomed out in the beginning of the game, right? These guys have been playing hard. But again, to Ike's point, you can't expect them to play four quarters when you're not giving them you're not giving them anything on the offensive end and you're putting them in bad situations. Like I can't even be mad at the two at the two touchdowns uh that were scored in the first half because again, right. other facets of the game led to them having a short field to defend. Um, let's talk about special teams real quick and let's look at some of the stats regarding special teams. So we had as as far as kick returns, I don't, I don't think we had a punt return in this Not game. a single one. Uh we had a one kick return, one for 18 yards. Keontae Scott fair caught every last one of them Jones, bro. He didn't even try to return any. Mm-hmm. He was like, you ain't finna get tattooed today, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh he we punted the catch ball. Them all. Well, he all did. of them that he attempted to field, he caught them all. So correct. He even had one that he kind of almost dove for. So uh, we punted the ball nine times for 402 yards. Carlson didn't make a 29 yarder uh, after we were able to secure the fumble uh, early in the second half. But the story of the game is pretty much the the missed uh, the missed opportunity where we tried to go for it, the fake punt as well as the poor coverage that led to McConkie returning it deep into our own territory uh, late in the second quarter. That's pretty much the story of our special teams in terms of its performance. Everything else was rather uneventful. Thoughts about special teams, gentlemen? I'll start with, I'll start with you, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you said the two things that were the most eventful and the most impactful on the game, I think, were the fourth down call, and I'll... I'll I'll go to the fake punt second. I'll, I'll do the McConkie return first. McConkie tried to get a little jazzy on him, man. He was mm-hmm. uh, stepping around tackles, and he did his thing on that return. After having a muffed punt earlier in the game, he came back and he redeemed himself um, with, a, with a nice return um, on that one. So I can't be super upset at that. It's, uh, we've been pretty good in kick coverage, you know, but we had that blessed that time. But let's talk about this fake punt. Mm. So Coach Harson said in the post-game presser that they had the look that they wanted to, and they did the, they checked on it, right? So like, and you could see they looked to the sideline, yeah. and they make, the team was basically like, oh, yo, y'all remember? Y'all said if we get this look, we can fake it. Everybody looked over and was like, do we do it? <laughs> and Coach was like, yeah, run it. <laughs> and it was there. They missed one block, mm. and that's the guy who made the tackle. Having mm. said all of that, yes, you got the right look. Yes, it was there. You just needed to secure the block. I think it was a terrible time in both the game, way too early in the game, 
and in field position to make that call, even though it was there. I think that's something that you save for later to say, hey, we saw it earlier. Let's see if we see it again in a position where you need a change in momentum. I don't think you needed a change in momentum that early in the game because your defense was playing so well. Flip the field and let your defense try to get you the ball back in better field position. I did not like that call at all. It was shades of the South Carolina fourth down call that we went for last year for me, where it was just like, I don't mind you being aggressive. I don't think that this was the time in the game nor the field position to make that call. If we had been at the 45, okay. You know, at at our own 45, meaning not not in plus territory, but at our own 45, maybe, right? Like that's in a, a gray area, but I mean, you had to get like seven yards on it. And it was like if it had been, you know, maybe a shorter distance, better, better call. But it just there was nothing about that that to me said that was the time and place to make that call. Um, And I think that that cost us early. Now, having said all that, we'd be having a much different conversation about that had we lost the game by seven points or less. Right. So in the grand scheme of things, it, it didn't kill the game like you can kill the coach for that bad decision. And he absolutely deserves some blame for a poor decision in that spot, but that's not what cost us this game. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't like that call in that time or position field position at all. We, and we can, we can, we can elaborate more on the decision when we talk about coaching, uh, be will your thoughts about your thoughts about, <laughs> Special teams in this game. Um, any any thoughts? I, I, I saw where or Corey Dub was like, uh, we need to, or, or someone put in the comments, we need to show some love to our punter. I think we show our punter love just about every game because we use him yeah, a lot. Man. Show him a little we, bit too much love. He needs him to <laughs> right. take a game absolutely. Off at some absolutely. Point in time. Absolutely. Yeah. He needs to have yeah. a quiet game. Uh, but your thoughts on special teams? Special teams, they they did what they were supposed to do. You know, the special teams call that we all disagree with wasn't routine special teams it was a coaching decision and again it was a miss block we i i'm wondering now with with us missing blocks is not just this rare thing we're missing them on offense we're missing them on special teams i says this said this for the last few weeks it's like we're not a very good team right now and as much as we want to believe that we've we've had some potential some chances to to play better in some games and to win a game like the lsu games which was obviously winnable but Similar to what he noted earlier, good teams stack good on good, and bad teams seem to find a way to get in their their own way. The LSU game was riddled with us making mistakes where we were the reason that a drive stalled, where we were the reason that the other team got points. And in a similar fashion, I'm I'm seeing this. This is a pattern for us. This is a pattern for us, and we are not we're not good and i know we guessed about special teams but i'm trying to think back to what the cause is is it the guys that you have or that you don't have is it um coaching is it buy in and i'm i'm having a hard time pinpointing it because i see effort so i see effort so i don't i don't think it's buy in because i see effort right um if it was effort then you would see it in the body language and it wouldn't take getting down 20 points before you started singing it, it would be almost immediately. Like they go out there kind of going through the motions and, and you, you drop a pass. It's 
jog back with your head down to the line of scrimmage and get back in position and line up. But it's like you, you're just kind of going through the motions. But that's not what we're seeing. Like People are trying their best to do what they're asked to do. But the execution has been so poor that I'm wondering, I, is this what y'all do in practice? Like, Do you execute this poorly in practice and still get on the field? Or do yeah. you execute well in practice and then you just execute very poorly in the game? That's actually, that's the question that I asked Coach Arson in the pro screen pressure. I was like, how would you gauge your week of practice leading up to this game? Because it seems as if the issue on game day is focus and execution. It's not, I don't think we came into this game with a poor game plan, right? Like, I don't think game planning was the issue, right? But you can't game plan or like that. There's not much of a game plan that's going to work when you have offensive linemen. And we haven't talked about the offense yet, but mm-hmm. offensive linemen that are just not blocking anybody. There's not much of a game plan that's going to work when you're being penalized pre-snap, mm-hmm. right? Not like post-snap. Oh, you know, I held on a little too long. Like it's not lining up properly. Not snapping the like there was one play and we we ain't talked about the offense. Yet. We'll get, we'll it's get not a game plan issue though. <laughs> it, uh, to, 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 yesterday at least wasn't a game plan issue. Yesterday was a team that looked overwhelmed. Yes, mentally overwhelmed, not physically, mentally overwhelmed and ill prepared to come in and play. And I don't know if that says the coaches didn't do an adequate job of prepare. But like, how do you prepare somebody to not fall start? One of the things that I mentioned before we get to the break is, and B, you remember when I said this, in the pregame, this is the first road test for Auburn. We were very pleasantly surprised with how composed Auburn looked a year ago on the road against Penn State. The question would be, in year two, I would expect more of the same. There's more buy-in. A lot of these guys have been here before. But we we looked... Yesterday, what I could have expected would have happened a year ago in year one under this coaching staff. How we managed to revert to what we saw yesterday is astonishing to me. Yeah. 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 And and, and again, that's, that's it goes back to the concerns. I mean, obviously, we're seeing that this is not a good team, but the the lack of composure was astonishing to me in some aspects. And, and I'm not even talking about younger guys. There were veterans who didn't have – there were veterans who were having false starts. Right. Derek yeah, Hall yeah. So had, this, had a this few offsides calls. This yeah. is a question that I had. Ed Darby says this. Focus in not knowing what their assignment is is the problem. Do we believe players are holding each other accountable? I don't know the answer to that. I wish that I could get into the mind because getting mad and yelling at somebody is not the same thing as accountability. Right. Right. And right. Whew, I'm going to say this and I, I know some people going to say I, I'm just hating. Who you have as team captains have to be the people who are there to make sure your ship isn't sinking. And I don't know that we have leadership in the locker room on this team. I don't know that. I'm not saying we don't, because I believe that Derek Hall gives his absolute all out there on the field. 
And I think he maybe he's a lead by example kind of guy. Right. But who are the vocal leaders on this team? Because this is one thing that I've made a point to do. Because if you guys don't know, I've been going to every game so far, except San, uh, San Jose State. It's the only game I haven't been to, though. I try to, during timeouts or during when possession changes, look at the sideline and see who's talking, how are they talking. And what I don't see a lot of is guys out there talking about what they need to do to get better between the things. And that, there, there's a couple of levels of where that's a problem for me in situations. It seems like the energy is really good when things are going well, but it's particularly when it's not going well. I don't see a lot of people trying to get it right. I see a lot of upset faces. Yeah. I see a lot of frustration. So I know they care, but I don't know where the leaders are on this team. And again, I, I get, I get, Somebody going to clip a, a portion of me saying that and say I'm questioning Auburn. And I, listen, it is what it is, man. You can be mad about what I observed. Right. I didn't see a lot of it. Yeah. So I just I just wonder why that's the case. Maybe maybe I just missed it. Right. Because I can't watch the sideline for the entirety of the game. But right. I think that that's missing right now on the sideline.